Welcome to Community Vineyard Church Podcast, a community of believers who passionately worships the Lord Jesus Christ, declares His truth, and shares His life with a world in need. Now, for this week's message. How many of you know the human being, a human being has the ability to create a mess so bad in his life that it's impossible for any human being to fix? Mr. Fix-It can't touch it. I've had to learn that working with the hub and other places. You know, people come up to me and I say, I've got this problem and that problem and the other problem. And I right away, the things are stirring and I think, okay, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And then I just go, boy. That, that's above my pay grade right there. And I've, I've soon learned that uh, stop trying to fix people. Just keep bumping them back to Jesus. What you need is Jesus. Do you have Jesus in your life? Let's just get a little more Jesus. What do you say? How many of you know he can fix anything? He can fix anything and does. But what often happens when trouble comes, we, we get stirred up. We, the first thing, you know, you get you get a... You get a diagnosis from the doctor of terminal cancer. We just, what do you do with that? You lose your job. You're, someone files for divorce. What do you do with that? Some things you cannot fix. If you haven't been in a jam that you find that you cannot fix, just hold on. It's coming. And what we tend to do is get get all worked up. How many of you have lived through the last election cycle and you know what I'm talking about? It just seems unfixable. I don't care which side you're on. It's, it's, it is a big, stinking mess. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is no political party can solve it. There's no politician that can solve this. Most of the problems are caused by the politicians. What makes you think any of them will solve it? I don't care whether they've got a D after their name or an R or an independent or whatever they are. If your hope is in political parties, you're going to be unbelievably disappointed. If you haven't been already, buckle up. It's coming. There are some things only God can fix. When I was in India, India is in, a, is in an interesting place right now. Two things are happening simultaneously. The first is the reigning government in India, in Delhi, is called the BJP party. 
and they are openly hostile to Christianity. They are, they, they, they have said that they are going to work to try to eradicate Christianity. And they, they, they're really, they really are. They, they're working very hard to do it. And, uh, they have enacted some steps and, and, and in certain places in India, uh, the Christians have no rights. You, you have no rights. And they, people could, people could show up at your door and, and accuse you of anything. You know, accuse you of eating puppies for breakfast. I, I don't know. I just picked something that was horrible. They could accuse you of anything. And the interesting thing is, guess what? The news media will show up along with the police department because they're all working together. And they haul you away in handcuffs and you have no rights. They will take your house. They will take all that you have. Especially if you're a pastor. So this is, this is, this is the one thing that is happening in, in India. But guess what? <clears throat> it's really hard to put handcuffs on God. That's right. That's right. God is on the move everywhere in India. And, and revival is breaking out all over the place. It's the strangest thing. Every time you persecute Christians, it's, it's, it's like, I, I, I don't know, revival breaks out. How many of you know what's going on in Iran right now? Have you heard about this? Iran is experiencing what is perhaps the greatest revival in the world today. There are over two million people that have come to Christ in Iran. India is experiencing something very similar. People are, people are coming to Christ so fast and in such large numbers. There are vast regions of India in which everybody is, is I don't want to say everybody is saved, but, but some of the most amazing things are happening. For example, in, in Andhra Pradesh, which is the name of a very large province in India, it's about the size of Ohio and Indiana put together. Um, the, the, the governor is a Christian. Most of the police force, are, or many in the police force are Christian. They're not listening to the federal government. They are wide open to the gospel. People are getting saved all over the place. It's they are told, Christians are living totally wide open there in spite of the BJB government. And it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's, it's wonderful. But in other places where we were, in the northern part of India, the, the, the Christians are very circumspect, they're very careful, but they're still preaching the gospel. And people are getting saved all over the place. It's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. So, so, so their response, and I, 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 I found myself as I'm standing before these, these, these Christians in persecuted India, thinking, I need to learn from you. I need to learn from you. Because we, we don't know anything about this in America. We're going to, we're fixing to. We're getting ready to. It looks like that's where we're going. But you know what? They've been there. They've been here for a long time. And they have this amazing attitude. The, their, their attitude is, is um, they're not even, yes, it's, it's a democracy, but their democracy is as uh, polluted and corrupt as, as ours is becoming. 
So, so you know, elections are stolen quite regularly and routinely. And, and so they have absolutely no confidence whatsoever in political parties. Therefore, they are not political animals at all. What they are, are surrendered, committed followers of Jesus Christ. And they believe in God Almighty. And nothing will intimidate them. Nothing will frighten them. They will continue to follow God at all costs. Hallelujah. I feel like there's something for us to learn here. There's something for us to learn. Yes, we need to be involved. We need to vote. Okay, we're, we still need, because we're part of the system, in that sense, we still need to vote, we still need, but we need to put our hope not in political parties or politicians, but in Almighty God. Amen. That's right. And by, when I say put your hope there, God is saying, God is saying to us, He's saying to America now, be still and know that I am God. I, I, I mean, there's a couple things there. First is stop churning, stop getting worked up over it, stop getting, stop fussing over it, stop getting so angry, get off of social media, which will just cause you to get all stirred up and angry. Be still. Be still. Calm down. Calm down. I. There's way too much heat and not enough light in American Christianity right now. We're way too angry and not enough informed. Let's just calm down. Everybody take a deep breath. Calm down. Be still, God says, and know that I am God. One of these days, it's going to dawn on you that you're not, you're not God. <laughs> Can I say, I think that's one of the reasons God allows trouble. Just to reinforce that message. You ain't God. But God says, be still and know that I am God. I am God. What does that mean? He is God. Well, <laughs> it means he's almighty. He's all powerful. He can do anything. He loves you desperately. He's got this thing under control. That's right. You think, you think God is wringing his hands in, in the heavens? Because this politician or that politician is misbehaving or whatever. You, you, you really think somehow this whole thing is, is you know, our, I mean, look, I, I, I understand as, as, a, as an American, I, I've, I've loved my country all these years. I'm older than most of you. <laughs> I have seen my country change. I remember when we prayed in schools. I remember when we read the Bible in schools. I remember watching TV shows where Mr. Cleaver would pray with little Beaver and Wally before they went to bed. 
This is mainstream television. I, I remember that America. That America's gone, folks. It's gone. Then I lived through this period that we called post-Christianity. You know, we uh, can't have prayer in schools, can't have this, can't have that. Uh, separation of church and state and, and all of this and, and, and all of the attendant uh, weirdness that's associated with a post-Christian culture. Um, in which, in which, well, Christianity is it's it's okay, but it's just one of many ways, and and um, you know there are other lifestyles and and philosophies, and and as a matter of fact, if you want, you can be your own god, and we'll help you do that. And uh, that was all the way through the '70s and '80s and '90s, <clears throat> but we've moved even further now. Now we are now we are in a decidedly anti-Christ culture. The culture as it currently is configured, they don't like you very much. They hate Christianity. They hate Christ. They hate God. You know why? Because he refuses to get woke. He refuses. God says it's this way. In the beginning, God created created them male and female not 27 different genders just two just two and he and he hasn't changed his mind they don't like God very much and they don't like the followers of God very much either they 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 think they think we are the problem God says this, why don't you organize some political machinery and, and some political action committees and protest and holler and demonstrate? Why don't you burn cities down? God isn't saying any of that. Right. No. What is God saying? Be still. Be still. Calm down and know that I am God. Amen. Meaning... Meaning that, how many of you know that God has a plan and he's working the plan? Now you and I don't exactly always know the plan. We don't always understand the timing of his plan. But how many of you know God has a plan? Let me read you his, just a brief synopsis of the plan. He tells us in the very next verse. Chapter 10, be still and know that I am God. And then here, here it is. The very next sentence, I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's army is here with us. The God of Israel is our fortress. That's his plan. God is going to be honored. God is going to be exalted among the nations. It's going to happen. How many of you know that it, 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 is gonna, it is more certain that that's going to happen than you're going to take your next breath? Amen. It is more certain that it is going to happen than the sun will come up tomorrow. This is absolutely going to happen. God is going to be exalted in all the nations. There'll come a day. The Bible says that, that the glory of the knowledge of God will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. It's going to happen. 
Nothing can stop it. It's going to happen. That's God's plan. Now, God knows how it's going to happen. He knows when. The only question is, for you and for me, is do you trust him? Do you trust him? Will you put your confidence in him? Or are you going to try to fix this thing on your own? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Now, I've been talking about the macro. Let's talk about your life and my life. Things will come into your life that you cannot fix. That you absolutely cannot fix. A, a, a rupture, a break in, in the relationship with your family. And it grieves your heart. And you want to fix it so bad. And it's, it's okay to try. Especially in circumstances like that. But, but sometimes you hit a wall and you see, I can't fix this. I can't do anything about this. And you just feel yourself churning and churning. Journey, you can't sleep at night. Imagining I'm like, hey, they will see that, say this, and then I'll say that, and they'll say this, and I'll say that. And this just goes on for hours, accomplishing absolutely nothing. God says, stop. Be still. And know that I am God. And I've got this. And I've got you. That's why, that's why there's such joy in the city of God. That's why there's such joy in India right now. Yes, there is persecution. Yes, there is great concern. But there's also such great joy. Because they are seeing God move like you cannot imagine. Like, like neighbors getting saved. People getting saved all around them. God doing wonderful miracles. We're going to show you a few of them. Right after the message here. While we're having our lunch. I'm, we're going to show you stuff you would not believe it that is happening in, in, in India. How many of you would love to see God move like that in America? I believe that he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But that does not mean, does not mean the world's going to love you. Does not mean that the devil's just going to roll over and, and just surrender and, and, and give up. Doesn't happen like that. But how many of you know he's a loser? He's a liar? And he is defeated. He is already defeated. He is under our feet in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the psalmist writes on. And he says this. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. That. If you could have. If you could have one wish granted you, what would it be? What would it be? Oh, I'd like a million dollars. I'd like to have $40 billion. I don't know. You have no idea the attendant problems that would come with that. Uh, first of all, you'd have, you'd have people you didn't even know that you're suddenly related to. All of whom hate your guts and wish you to die so they can have your money. I wish this political party was in power. I wish this individual was president. Uh, on and on. I, I... Let me give you something that above all things 
you should hope for. And the good news is, it's going to happen. If you put your hope in this, you will not be disappointed. I promise. And here it is. That God will be honored in every nation. Imagine, imagine living in a place where God is exalted. Imagine living in a, in a, a country where God is exalted. The, you, you know what the overarching, the overriding emotion would be? Joy. Just joy. At every turn, thank you, God. Oh, my God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just that God is exalted. That God is exalted. And when that stuff's going on, there's, there's suddenly this, you want to hug somebody. You, 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 you want to high five everybody. You want to love everybody. And that's how it will be. When God is exalted, we're going to love each other and be so thrilled. And, and we're going to need each other to help celebrate what, what we're seeing. It's like, can you believe this, Al? Can you believe all of this? I can't believe it. We read about it. We thought about it. It's actually happening. I will be exalted among the nations, he says. And I will be honored throughout the world. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord of heaven's armies is here with us. The Lord of heaven's armies is with us. You don't need to fear persecution. I don't... I haven't told you this maybe once in my career as a pastor leading this church. But I saw an angel once. My wife and I were newly married and we were going through a really, really difficult time. And, and we were having night terrors and attacks in the night by evil spirits would come in our bedroom and torment us. And the Lord showed me through Ephesians where, I'm sorry, uh, Hebrews where it says that angels are the ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation. And I felt the Lord tell me to call an angel, to pray for an angel, to watch over us. And I did, wasn't expecting much. And this would happen every night. I'd be okay, I'd be praising Jesus and everything, and then I would fall asleep and bam, there it would be. Just this evil presence, and I, I would wake up terrified, and, and it was horrible. I was missing sleep. But the night after I prayed that prayer, I was praising Jesus, fell asleep, and I woke up, but it wasn't an evil presence. Suddenly there was this, it's hard to describe it, it was this, this, this feeling of calm, power. And God opened my eyes, and I saw an angel in our bedroom the ceiling had disappeared and he had one foot on one side of our bed and he had another foot on the other side of our bed and he was and he was dressed in like roman warrior battle gear and he had a sword in his hand that had to be 10 20 feet long and it was on fire and he was just standing there and suddenly i felt like this is so cool. I hope the devil shows up now. I, I, I want him to tangle with my big brother up there. 
My brother used to walk me to school and take care of all the bullies. I've had that same feeling with that angel standing there. I've never had another night tear from that moment on. I never saw him again. Never saw him again. But you're going to. You're going to. The Lord of hosts, the the Lord of the armies of heaven is in your midst. And he is all around us. You can't see them, but you are surrounded by angels. Ministering spirits sent by God to protect you, to care for you, to watch over you. I'm not saying you're not going to go through troubles. What I am saying is that when you do, stop. Be still. And know that I am God. That I am God. Let's stand and worship God. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would change our perception. Some of us are beginning to believe that we're not God. We can't fix everything. In fact, the things we do fix don't stay fixed. And half the time we make it worse. So Lord, teach us to just be still. To stop churning, to stop being afraid, to stop freaking out. And know, know in the very core of our being that you are God. And that you will be exalted in all the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship God together. Thank you for tuning in to Community Vineyard Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's message, click the share button and be sure to subscribe to our channel so that you'll be notified of our latest content. To learn more about Community Vineyard Church or how you can partner with us, please visit our website at www.communityvineyard.org. Until next time.